All right, Sean, long time no talk. It's been a really long time. It's been a while. It seems like a long time. It does. I mean, we've been busy, though. We've we've had a lot going on. I know I've got midterms. I just kind of finished up, and you're traveling all over the place. So, uh, Yeah, I did a little Florida circuit, so I'm back in Colorado now. Quick Florida swing. You were, you were timed up perfectly with the PGA Tour, too. <laughs> I was, yeah. You could have fooled someone. So... Yeah, until they saw me play. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna do we're gonna do one episode per week now. I think we'll just do Mondays, Sean. Yeah. So that'll be easier. Other big announcement is Ryan Whitney, the Ryan Whitney, coming on our podcast. Next episode we'll drop it right after the Valero. It'll be good. I've played with Ryan. Uh, I played with him last summer. We had a good battle, and so it'll be fun. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun interview. Obviously, he's a charismatic guy. Great podcast, and uh, you know he's a good player uh, by all accounts. Chris, I know you said he played well with you out at Braeburn, but it wasn't enough to beat me. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's gonna be the first thing I say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a D1 guy, you know, it's, it's hard, hard to beat a D1 guy. Well, he's a professional athlete. Yeah. That's or fair. was. So let's talk about match play. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get to see as much as I would have liked uh, of match play this week, but overall, I think this is a really fun tournament. Austin country club is an interesting golf course. I think it's one of the better, probably top, seven or eight courses on the PGA tour each year. And it's pretty interesting. It's fun to watch. I mean, what, what do you think first? Yeah, I mean, it's, course? I think it's really good for match play. It seems yeah. like they really chose a good course for it. Cause there's like a lot of hazards. There's cool slopes and elevation change. You know, you can make a ton of birdies, but you can make doubles and triples. So it's really good. I mean, the backside, like 12, the par five, players were hitting in the all over the place this week and then 13 the drivable hole with water 14 has water and then the finishing stretch with 16 the par 5 17 that iconic par 3 really short par 3 a lot of players were struggling on it and then 18 which is like the semi drivable finishing hole i mean it's really exciting yeah it's a fun it's a fun back nine for sure. And I, I've heard that they actually flip the nines for this tournament and they don't normally play it like that. So the, the back nine for the match play is actually the front nine for the members for, for the entire year. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is kind of ridiculous because that the way they play it for the tournament is is definitely the way that course should be played. Like it's that's exciting crazy. coming down the stretch. That's yeah. usually the front nine. Yeah, that's what that's what I've heard. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's how they play it for the members. But they should keep it that way. I mean, it's it's fun how they set it up for the tournament. So, Billy Horschel wins. He beat Scotty Scheffler in the championship match. It's crazy. So, like, I did a bracket pool with my buddy. And out of the 16... Like you pick, so you pick the winner of each group in the bracket pool, right? There's 16 groups, mm-hmm. four players per group. I correctly picked three group winners out of 16, which is worse than a drunk baby flipping a coin. <laughs> That's terrible. It's it was crazy how many upsets there were. 
I mean, yeah. I think only four guys who were the top seed in their pool advanced. So it was really cool to see. There's a lot of a lot of guys up there that we're not used to seeing, like Victor Perez making a huge run. See Brian Harmon, and you see all types of players like make these runs in the match play. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, it, the match play, like the, the thing people complain about with match play is that sometimes you do get these underdogs, like Billy Horschel is a great example. I mean, Horschel is a great player, and he's been a good player now on tour for probably almost 10 years. But, you know, you get guys that get hot for the week, and they can end up going all the way. And with stroke play, usually you've got guys lurking. You got the big dogs chasing, even when there's a guy like Billy Horschel that might be at the top of the leaderboard. And that's why people kind of complain about this event. And they complain about the talk of the PGA going back to match play, which is how it originally was. But it's kind of fun to go out to, oh, to watch to watch Billy Horschel battle it out with uh, you know a guy like Scotty Scheffler, who's looking for his first tour win. But obviously we didn't get probably the match we were looking for the quality of golf for the final match was not great, but it's, it could be fun. Like there's potential there for a good match. Yeah. I mean, literally anything can happen. And I think, I don't know what you think about the round Robin format. I was kind of against it, but here's why I love it. I love it because Friday is one of the most exciting parts of the tournament. Yeah. Because we had eight sudden death playoffs for pool. That's yeah, awesome. It's awesome. Because they don't do like the uh, like the head-to-head tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So if you have the same number of points, you just go to a playoff. So like that was sick. You had eight playoffs going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, Sergio I, making an ace to win in the playoffs yeah, was, I mean, that was ridiculous. Dumb. That was just <laughs> so stupid. dumb. And then Fleetwood, I think Fleetwood made a, another hole in one like shortly after that. I know it wasn't in a playoff, but uh, I mean, it's just that was crazy. But it, you do get exciting. Like Friday was almost the most exciting day with right. those playoffs. Like, you, you know, we, we hope for playoffs every week on the PGA Tour, and we got eight of them. And I know they're not to win the tournament, but it's a big deal. They're to almost make it. as exciting. Yeah, it's a big deal to make it out yeah. of match play for, or out of the round robin play for these guys. Right. Cause so. you're guaranteed it's a T 20. I mean, it's yeah. a top 20 finish in a tour event. All you got to do is win one hole. So it's definitely good. And they're like, I actually, do you think that the PGA should go to match play? Yeah. I've said this for a long time. I, I, really I agree. PGA needs to find their identity and, that, and that's it. We've talked about it. It's either go to match play which I would be very supportive of, or you need to start being very experimental with the golf courses that you go to. So right. you need to pick one of them because there's really all the other bases are covered. Like the, the U S opens the toughest challenge. The opens got the history and the masters is the most prestigious. There's just no other way to go about it for the PGA to separate themselves unless they go to match play or start picking cool golf courses. Cause right now, they're just playing a lot of U.S. Open venues and making them a little easier. And worse than U.S. Open venues. I mean, you're going to like Atlanta Athletic Club, for example. It's just yeah. like a great course. I'm sure it's like crazy pure. But Baltus Rawls, another example. It's just kind of kind of kind of ho hum. Like, all right, doesn't really do it. Yeah, yeah. But no, that would be sick. Like, can you imagine 
it would turn into like a March Madness type of like bracket. Like everyone's filling yeah. out their brackets. It would yeah. be, I mean, it's winter go home. You have like DJ in the major in a major on Wednesday, and he's home and he's going home. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it would be exciting. It'd be five days of just pure excitement. It would be unreal. Yeah, and I think with the PGA, right, you have to take a risk at some point. And the, the big risk is that you don't end up getting top dogs in the final match or in the final couple matches. And at this point, you know, like you got to do something to change it up. They're just kind of stuck in mediocrity. So change it up. I like match play. I don't think I could Go do more than, play. I don't think I could do more than like two match play events per year. I think having the PGA be match play and then having this WGC as a match play event is probably the perfect number. That's perfect. Yeah. Cause it, it could get, a little bit tiresome it's a lot of golf for these guys too i mean they're playing way more than they normally play in a tour event so i like to i think that's the perfect number i think it would be great what'd you think about the the final match so it's interesting for people who didn't watch there was zero birdies made from pots so horschel chipped in on five i think that was the lone birdie of the match no other birdies and but it was really cool to watch because like you don't usually see players grinding for pars like that other than like at a u.s open but it was so windy there's so much trouble around that course that you had guys like horschel uh scheffler kuchar and perez they were all just they were trying to just hit the green. I mean, they were just yeah. grinding and grinding to just hit greens. It was really a ball striking grind. Like guys were that course, it, you know, it, there's some tough tee shots on that course, but most of the tee shots are pretty forgiving with how the rough is. It's so short, but those second shots were really treacherous. Most of the yeah. day you, you had to hit good iron shots and you had to flight the ball really well. Cause the wind was, the wind was bad. And um, you saw guys like, I saw that video. I don't know what it was from, but on six. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just stone cold top hooked an iron. Like he was trying to hit some cutoff punch hook and the thing never got more than eight feet off the ground. When it, when it's like that, it's fun to watch because it makes the guys hit shots. You don't normally see. It was great. We also get play player caddy conversations which i love so yeah. like that shot that horschel horschel hit on six he had like a 30 minute conversation with his caddy he wanted to hit the seven and then it is seven or six he's like all right i like hitting a hard seven stands over the ball and they're showing the live wind meter and the wind's going from like 15 to 25 to 18 to 34 and then he's standing over he backs off then he changes to the six then he tries to hit this soft little like peeler cut punch and totally smothers it. And yeah, it was insane to watch. Like, cause you just don't usually see that. Just on a side note, do you think those wind meters are slightly over-exaggerated? Cause I think that, I think they might the be, numbers? I think they juice the numbers <laughs> a little bit because I, I like, I don't know if you've, you've, I know you have, you've played in a 35 mile an hour wind. Like what you know is a 35 mile an hour wind. When you check the forecast in the morning, that's insane to play. That's in. like, like the a ball 35. Mile, yeah. The ball won't stay on the tee. It, it's It's like 
you can't even place it on the green. You can't, you can't wear your hat. Like you can't wear yeah. a hat. Your hat's blowing off your, I guess. It, yeah. I think it probably got up to gusts of 25 today. And I it, like, for the most part, it was saying it was blowing like 18 all day. Like 18 is fast. Like that's a lot of wind. I don't know. I, I just noticed that. And I thought like, these got to be a little juiced. Yeah. It's interesting. You say that actually, they probably juice them a little bit. It's like, it's like snow counts for ski resorts. Like there's ski resorts <laughs> that are known to just boost their, uh, their yearly total for snow. I think that's what the tour is doing to make these guys look better. Cause it was pretty, it was pretty bleak. Some of those shots, some of those second shots that those guys were hitting, especially Horschel on six. What did you think about Faldo? Or oh, I guess you didn't watch much of it. I didn't watch Faldo a had a bad day. He had a bad day commentating. What what happened? I don't know. He just did all this stupid little shit. Like the whole day he's talking about how to play. He's telling these guys how they should play the shots. And you know he's like very old school. He's like, Yeah, you just gotta get on the ground quick. You gotta hit the you know, all this classic Nick Faldo sayings, he's telling these players how to hit. And it's just like, all right, cool it, Nick. And then he, oh, what did he do? Oh, yeah, he was giving Scheffler shit for his right foot slide, his footwork on his swing. He's like, he would hit a bad shot and be like, oh, there's that footwork finally catching up to Scheffler. <laughs> like, dude, is this like the first time that you've ever watched Scheffler? Like, yeah, yeah. That's his swing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that's just part of it. It's unbelievable. I will say um, though, Scheffler, there's got to be some truth to truth to that affecting his golf swing a little bit because he was getting, he was definitely getting under the plane today, and he he was hitting a lot of like low pulls, l- low hooks, and I think it, it's probably partially stems from that his right side just giving out. I think that's something. He's he's even yeah. said it before. He doesn't mean to do that. Like he's trying to get rid of it. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised was, if in two or three yeah. years we don't see him doing that anymore. At least not nearly as much. Like yeah, because some of them are ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, he especially was when he hits sloppy off the shots. tee today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> recovery shots are outrageous. I mean, he had one swing on the 16th tee today. He, because he had been missing left all day. Yeah, I saw and that. There's one. water left. Do you see that swing? Yeah, it was so it was just far. The biggest. Right. He tried to save it and like yeah. whip his shoulder and his hands over, and his right foot's going way left, and his hands are going out, and he's. I mean, it was just. It was gross. Who's the guy on the Japan tour uh, that does all the crazy finishes? Is oh, it Ho um, Sung Choi? Yeah, <laughs> that guy. I mean, Scheffler's like. Ho-Sung no, but is Ho-Sung... version of Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, but Ho-Sung does it more after he's after he Yeah, hits. yeah, yeah. Scheffler's is like in his swing. Like it's yeah. actually a part of it. The, there was one recovery shot they posted today, the PGA Tour did. I didn't actually see it live, but I assume it was from the front nine uh, in the final match. He gave some – he was trying to hit some big hook from – from what looked like the left woods and just did one of the more outrageous finishes I've ever seen with the total back foot slide. Like <laughs> yeah. he started spinning around after I was, you know, he's got to, he's got to cool it a little bit. Yeah, he does. 
I will right. also we say probably will see him fix that in like the next five years. Yeah. I will also say uh, I thought the coverage was really shitty today. Like for some reason they just kept showing a lot of the shots from the final match on playing through. Oh my God. The playing through. It was so bad. Like I could not watch it for like, especially around eight through 13. I, I think that was like the really bad stretch where they were showing shots from the constellation match on full screen. And then they go to playing through for like Billy Horschel's second the shot. Playing through is so bad. They think oh it's the God. same thing. They, they think, think it's, it's sick. They think it's sick. Like, I want to hear the player caddy conversation because they did a good job for most of the week. For some reason, they picked up a ton of player caddy conversation. had mics hot all over the place. Really hot. Like, like there was some heard great Horschel ones with Heath early on. Yeah. Homa had a really good one. They picked up for like two and a half minutes. Like, I want to hear that on the final on the final day. Like yeah. you cannot be going to playing through. I I'd rather see it on a delay. I'd yeah. rather see yeah, it. Yeah, right, a delay. right. Show us the commercial, then show us it. Yeah. What? I think playing through is arguably worse than commercials. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so and bad. what's worse is that sometimes you have the player caddy conversation, and then like Falda will say, like, oh, bones, like, what do you think they're talking about? And then he'll be talking over them. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's really important that he does this. And I would be telling my player this. Like, well, just let us listen. Yeah, you know? he's literally telling his player what he needs to do. You don't need to make assumptions right now. And they're just talking over it. That's what I hate. I'm just shut the fuck up and let us let us watch. I will say for the most part, they were better about they it were. this week. They like were. they really they tried not to trample as much on on the players, but sometimes you gotta let like what they do is they, when there's a player caddy conversation, they wait for gaps in the conversation and try to insert little bits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let it breathe. Like you got to so just go. let it breathe yeah. until he hits the shot. Like, I don't need to hear what bones has to say about how difficult this shot is when they're going through a two minute conversation. Clearly it's difficult, you know? Right. And yeah. And you're right about that. Like it's better to just, have the silence of the player getting ready for the shot, breathing, stepping up. I mean, it builds a suspense when it's just quiet Yeah, and you're just in there and you're in that moment. But then when you have Faldo, you know, chirping at him on right up until impact, it's like, all right, buddy. Yeah. But I mean, all in all, I think it was, I think it's a fun week. Every, every year, this, this event kind of doesn't disappoint and it's, it's a fun golf course. It's now it's right before the masters. So it's, it's kind of exciting. Uh, you get to see who's really playing well. And yeah, most of the guys are going to take this week off. I would think Valero is going to be a pretty disappointing turnout. So what did you think about? So Rory didn't get out. Xander didn't get out. DJ. Uh, DJ didn't get out. Who else didn't get out? I think uh, Spieth didn't make it, right? Yeah, Spieth did not make it. No, Spieth. Oh, yeah, Spieth. Yeah, because uh, no, Spieth got out. He played Kucher first round. Okay. Neiman or, and Reed didn't get out. JT didn't get out. Finau didn't get out. Bryson didn't get out. Hovland didn't get out. Morikawa didn't get out. Simpson didn't get out. Haddon didn't get out. I mean, 
It's crazy. It sets up for some flukes. Like it really does. I think some of those guys have kind of lost it a little bit. Fina is not playing great golf. How many of those are real? Like Rory is clearly struggling. Yeah. I think the Rory thing's real. I think DJ's real. I think DJ is not playing great golf. He could turn it around the quickest out of anyone. He could he could win the Masters in two weeks. Right, like, him or really JT. I mean, JT can get so hot. Yeah, JT. Finau, I think we'll find it again soon. He's had a tough little stretch of couple weeks here, it, yeah. but he was playing so well before. So hey. on for Finau, like he was literally the best player in the world. Like. A month ago. Yeah, like January into early February, he, you, there was a case that he was the best player in the world. He's top five every week, and he didn't win, but he was playing the best out of anyone. And now he's like kind of riding these momentum waves. Now he's playing like shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, same with uh, him and uh, DJ kind of followed the same trend. They were playing yeah. really well up until it was literally – it was one round for DJ that kind of just set him – on a downward spiral and it was the third round i think at riviera he played he shot like 78 or maybe it was fourth round one of the two like completely blew up and he was yanking his driver like i've never seen like just every every tee shot was a dead pull and it doesn't seem like he's figured it out yet but i mean i think him and fina they're gonna they're gonna figure it out i wouldn't be surprised if both of them are right there in the masters on sunday yeah, Finau, I think less of a chance, but definitely a guy that can just get crazy hot. I mean, it's yeah. away. Like, that's a considerable amount of time. Like, you can sometimes find something in your swing in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, that's how golf is. So, especially just, with the way know, he, DJ thinks about the game, it's just so like, it's so simple for him. And right. I think him and Butcher, like, they're just, they're going to figure it out. It seems like they they were talking about it at Riviera. Uh, it seems like his his hands are getting more outside than he wants, and he, that's why he's just hitting that pole. That's an easy fix. I mean, he, he'll figure that out. Yeah. Rory, though, Rory's – I mean, it's a trending topic. Rory's – and he's – yeah, he's struggling, and he's telling us he's struggling, which yeah. makes it worse. Have we talked since he's said – uh, he was chasing chasing Bryson. <laughs> yeah, chasing I think we distance. did. I think we did. We did shortly, right? Uh, yeah, it's embarrassing though. As like a Rory lover, like he's my second favorite player. It's just frustrating. It's really frustrating to see. Yeah, yeah, and I don't I don't know where to place that. Like him saying he's going out and chasing distance. He's one of the best drivers of all time, maybe the best driver of the golf ball ever, all things right. considered with how straight he hits it, how high he hits it and how far he hits it. You know, there's really no reason to go and mess with it. And his, his wedge play, his putting, I mean, I'm sure he's working on all those things diligently, but that's the stuff that needs to improve. Yeah. I mean, it's like, look in the mirror. I mean, he's third on tour in strokes gain driving. Yeah. That's not his problem. But stop I, chasing distance. There has to be some sort of reasoning behind it because he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He's gotten to this point. He's not blind to be able to like see that he's one of the best drivers out there. There's got to be some sort of reason. And I'd actually like to hear what he has to say about it. I, I would yeah. like someone to ask him, why did you do this? Because yeah. 
he's already at 185 ball speed. Like he yeah. doesn't need that. But it's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I mean, do you think there's any chance he cannot shoot 73 first round at Augusta? It's just so hard to, to convince yourself that he's not going to. Like, I just can't see him going out and shooting like 66, 67 on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's just so volatile. He's so volatile. He could the, – the thing with the, the demons first round at the Masters is real. Like, he, yeah. he's probably going to struggle, and then he'll probably find his way second and third round, and he'll finish T8, and it'll be, wow, another Rory top 10 at the Masters. But he's got to figure out that first round jitters. I mean, it's just – it's bad. I mean, he's admitted that he loses 10 to 15 pounds – masters week just from the stress he puts on himself it's like rory come on yeah just just figure it out i i heard something actually this just popped into my head but max homo was saying uh on his podcast last week they talked about rory what rory said and it was interesting that the perspective he brought into it because bryson He's got those longer irons. He's got the single length irons. He's got a little bit more speed than Rory and his swing is super vertical. Like his hands are high. He chops down at the ball a lot, which is really good for playing out of the rough. And Rory's swing is a lot flatter than Bryson's and his clubs are shorter, which means he doesn't have that descending angle to hit out of the rough. I'm wondering if that was kind of the reason that he went, and try to add some speed. Maybe he was just trying to become a better player out of the rough and hit it down there further so that maybe he'd have half a club less. Yeah. And then he's got a little bit more speed to get it out of the rough. Yeah. That, that could be a reasonable explanation for it. But other than that, I just, I'm just confused by Rory at the moment. I am too. It's hard to know what his mental state is. Yeah even with how vocal he is, like he says so much right. stuff, but it's like, this doesn't make sense. Like, right. It's just, it's just hard to listen to. Um, do we, do we want to talk a little bit about Joel Damon? Yeah. Joel I was going to say, let's talk Corrales. I didn't watch a single bit of coverage other than no, I like I the know. last two holes, but Damon gets it done. It's He's- great. He's such a dork. Like when he won, like (laughs) takes out of the hole, he like did a little mini jump. He was just so excited. It was so fun to see that. Yeah. You could, you could really see how much it meant to him. And he's like regarded as one of the best guys out out on the PGA tour, obviously really well liked. So it's cool to see him get it done. I think this is kind of overdue for him. Honestly, he's been a really good consistent player the last two or three years probably should, should have had a win at, at this point, but he gets his first one. And, um, you know, I would expect him to get to grab a couple more. I think so. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just like a little kid out there. And on, I think it was 17 when he almost chipped in and he flew through his wedge up and almost <laughs> yeah. hit Gino. Yeah. It's I funny. Mean, they got one of the best dynamic, like dynamics for player caddy out they there. They do. It's great. How about that? putt that campos missed Campos. oh my god that looked like it was it was dead center three what feet a out. heartbreaker yeah his reaction it, too you i mean it just meant so much to him i almost wanted it to go 
because it like Joel Damon's going to be a good player out on the PGA tour for a while. Campos is a guy that's like, you know, he's, he's bouncing fighting. around a little bit and he's fighting for his spot. It would have been cool to see that go in and at least give him a shot to go win the tournament. But I'm happy for Joel because Joel's a scrappy guy too. Like Joel reminds yeah. me a lot of Kevin Kisner in that there's nothing flashy about his game at like at all. Like he really, he is an ugly swing. He doesn't hit it far, but he's a great driver of the ball. Like you look at his stats, he's really, really good off the tee. Yeah. He's just solid all around. So it, it's, it's cool to see a gritty guy win like that. No, it is. Um, other than that, I mean, maybe watch out for Danny Willett in two weeks. He's playing Did well. Danny play well? Yeah, he's eight under, few back. And it's, he shot one over today. I mean, he really actually should have probably been in a playoff. But it's really kind of dark that he's playing in that event. as a master's it's, champion within the last five years. I mean, that's really dark for him. It's pretty dark, yeah. I mean, Graham McDowell, U.S. Open winner, he played well, but yeah. I feel like we Matrix... talk about Willett. We talk like every now and then he'll pop up on a leaderboard. We're like, oh, maybe we're getting that Danny Willett we got from 2016, where he was a top 15 player in the world, and it just it doesn't happen. Like he just kind of pops up out of nowhere, and uh, we don't we don't see him much. But uh, I will say, Chase Seifert. Friend of the yep. pod, another solid week this week. T18 coming off of, I think he finished. Did he finish second T8. last week? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was solo second, second I think. Yeah. Or, or solo maybe third. Maybe solo third. Solo third. Yeah, because he posted like and that. then everyone else fell off. It was great. He's just, I mean, guy's a flusher. He hits it so good. <laughs> he is Look a flusher. His stats, like he's just, you know, a great iron player. Just hits it so solid so good to see him playing well he's great he's playing good what is he in the fedex cup right now i just looked and i don't know if it's updated but he's 91st either not considering this week or considering this week either way wow making big so he's really hanging in there he's making big moves and he's playing on uh i think I don't know if they call it limited status or conditional status, but he doesn't, he doesn't get into every event. So it's good to see him out there grinding, hopefully earning his full-time status for next year. Do what else? Any other shout outs? And yeah, McCumber, I, I do. Friend of the pod, T18. McCumber, always a friend of the pod. If we ever get him on and. <laughs> oh, I will. Hold on. I will say. I, um, the, when I first logged on to the PGA tour app this week and looked at the WGC, the way they organized the leaderboard, I almost had an aneurysm. Like it is so overwhelming to look at the way they organize this stuff on the app. Like there's just so much information. Like go there. If you go to the PGA tour app and click on the WGC, and look at how yeah. they organize the match play brackets and stuff. Like it's just impossible to look at. It's like the oh, yeah. worst display of information ever. Yeah, it's pretty convoluted. So I don't know. Fix your shit, PGA Tour. Well, th- my problem with the PGA Tour app is that it's like slow. Yeah, it's really slow to update. It it's doesn't so- update fast like, too. Like it, they should. I mean, it's the PGA Tour. They should have a good app. Right. 
and they have sick information like the shot link you can follow every yeah. shot you can see how far exactly every shot is which is sick but it's just too slow like you can check the espn golf leaderboards and they'll be updated faster that's why I, people make fun of me i check espn i know i do give a lot I of shit PGA. for the espn <laughs> i check espn before i check pga tour because they don't they give you the most arbitrary stats ever it's like putts per green and regulation and driving distance and then like green and regulation percentage it's like the worst stats ever but they do update quicker like if you want to keep live updates keep up with what's going on use espn because it's better it's also just easier to look at it doesn't it, you know doesn't overload your, <laughs> Hurt your eyes brain yeah <laughs> but that's all that's all i got for this week i just wanted to make a call out there to the pga tour tell them to fix their app because it sucks who's your early masters we've done this the last couple of weeks but <laughs> we did this like i don't know maybe two months ago or a month ago we made yep. early masters picks i think i, I said completely DJ. forget who i said i i've been on i probably DJ said train. like bryson <laughs> dj bryson's watch out it's these sleepers dj yeah. bryson, both at seven to one to win the tournament um yeah, I said DJ. I'll stick with that pick. Just because Do you think I, Horschel could contend? No. I mean, he could. He could contend, but like, uh, what are the odds? He actually, do you think Scheffler could contend? Yeah, I think Scheffler could. I definitely do. I, I don't know if he putts well enough. It was hard watching him putt today, to be honest. Like, he just, he looks uncomfortable. He looks tense. His shoulders are slightly open, too. I don't know. There's something off about his putting stroke to me. I'll tell you who I think. Go for it. Dylan Fratelli. That's a sleeper pick, dude. He played so well, and he's he's playing okay right now, right? He's playing good, and he played great last year. Yeah. Um, if I were to make another pick right now, I would probably say JT. It's like it, it's yeah, super except that he's like a mini choke too. artist. He's a mini choke, yes. All his wins sort are of, lucky. Sort of, uh, allegedly. Um, I, I would probably say JT, but it's a fluid situation. We'll we'll make our real picks uh, next week. How many, how many wins does JT have? 18? No, no, no. He has... 14, 14. 14, I think. I think he has 14. And all of them are luck. He all has, of them are lucky. He has so 14 crazy. wins. He has 13 lucky wins. He has 15 wins on the OWGR website, but I think one of those is a web win. Yeah, so anyways, it's 14. 14. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just such an easy pick. He's such an easy pick. He's such a great iron player that Augusta suits him well. So, Oh, I do want to quickly shout out. This is super random. Brian Harmon, round of 16. Yeah. He's playing well. Bubba. Bubba won the first three holes and won five. So Bubba was four up through five. They tied six. And then Harmon won seven straight holes. No way. Yeah. That's outrageous. He won seven straight. I mean, that's just a massive choke by Bubba. Unless Harmon like birdied all seven of those holes. Harmon went birdie, birdie, birdie. Okay. Birdie, 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 birdie. Oh, my God. He had seven straight birdies. That has to be a record on tour. Is except that a except 
you don't know if those are real birdies because yeah. Bubba could have conceded them. Yeah. Like one of these Bubba bogeyed or two of these Bubba bogeyed also. So he probably conceded. And then it goes in as a birdie. Oh, because because we're an agendaless podcast, I forgot to mention this earlier, but what did you think about Scheffler's ball not going into the water today? Um, I think it was 13, the yeah. drivable hole, yeah. like getting totally bailed out by the rough. I think yeah. they need they needed to shave that down. Like that ball should have gone in the water. Yeah. Also on I think it's like the second hole, Kucher and Horschel were both their drives. This is on the fairway. This wasn't by the green, but still it was going right towards dropping off the edge of the cliff and it just like stayed up because there's a little rise or like there's a little rise in grass or the rocks there. It's like that stuff needs to go in. Yeah. That yeah, stuff's got to go in. It's a tour golf course. Make it make it dangerous. Like you should be able to, like JT Poston did earlier this week, right. cut it into the water. It into the water you know? yeah. it, it just makes it more exciting, especially in a match play format. Right. So I, I agree. That was, that was my only real quarrel with the golf course was, was that they just needed to shave those areas down. All right. Yeah. So oh, that's look, it. Look out for Whitney episode. And uh, Valero and, and then Masters preview. We've got we've got good content coming up, Chris. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got Whitney. We got the Masters. We got good things. I hit a chili dip. It was off the it was off the hosel. I mean, Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend of the pod on Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there is a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away. (laughs) Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging out. No, you can't say Florida.